Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I am Marvin Williams. And today is episode 49, the final one. Yes. The final passage good. of John, John chapter 21. We're focusing on 1 to 14 yeah. because yeah. we kind of alluded to the rest of the chapter a few episodes ago when we talked about Peter's denial. So here it is, John 21, 1 to 14. This is, it's been amaz- an amazing journey. It's been a lot of Fun. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me add, again. This is a this is one of those silly questions, but you know it's like a duh kind of question. But I think it's in it, it's it's good to engage it. Have you ever done something in your own strength according to your own agenda, and you did not get the result that you wanted? Um, <laughs> has there been a day that's gone by? I actually can think of one. Right. Even from this morning, I was trying to carry this big thing full of water, like those big uh, dispensers we have at right, church. Right. I took two steps out of the kitchen and Bill, uh, one of our snack volunteers was like, hold it. Don't go any farther, Carolyn. You cannot do that <laughs> in my own strength. He didn't say that, but yeah. for sure, yeah. whether it's things like that all the time in, yeah. a, in a spiritual sense, all the time, yeah. trying I, to do I, it I, on my own. Yeah. And again, I think this is, this is one of those questions we all have experienced, we all have, been, uh, have encountered. And I think sometimes, at least for me, it is when I'm kind of sad and despondent that I have a tendency to depend on my own strength as mm. opposed to depending on uh, on God um, when it, it almost feels like because of because I'm sad or not feeling like I want to do it it's, it's like give, it gives me the rationale to actually do it in my own strength mm. and um, and and again it when, when we finally when we finally don't get the result that we want, then we we recognize like wow why why did I do that in my own strength I could have really if I had to do it all over again I would have approached this a little differently now the reason we're talking about this is because in this last episode we encounter um, we encounter the disciples um, we encounter particularly Peter mm-hmm. who um, who makes a decision uh, to actually go back to his original uh, occupation because he is sad, you know, the, uh, the, the, the crucifixion has happened and even the resurrection has happened, but he is still not feeling like, is this true? Mm-hmm. And so in this passage, we see some really, really good insights about Peter as well as the other disciples in this passage. So, um, so let's, let's, let's dive in, yes. um, dive into this passage. Um, yeah. One thing that jumps out to me, right? away is how in the previous episode, we talked about how Jesus revealed himself to his disciples in that upper room when they're alone in more of a private setting. And here he's revealing himself to them in their ordinary day-to-day fishing lives, which I think that is so true for us as well. Like, yes, Jesus meets us when we are intentionally focused in spending time with him. Yeah you know, whether we call that a quiet time or whatever that might be, that maybe time that we set aside, but he also is a part of our everyday work lives, like our day to day, whatever it is that we're doing, Jesus reveals himself if we're noticing. Yeah, exactly. Because (laughs) wherever we are and whatever we're doing. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting that 
uh, that the little that last sentence you you mentioned that if we recognize him, mm -hmm. uh, Jesus shows up on the shore, um, and uh, and the text says they didn't recognize him. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can go through the course of our day, um, we can engage, have interaction with people, we can be busy doing our task, we can even even be busy doing tasks in our own strength yep. and not recognize that Jesus is not only present, but he wants to be present in the midst of the ordinary uh, parts of our day. And and, I, and again, as I mentioned that in, in this case, I, I, I think that um, they are so sad, they are so despondent that sadness and despondency is clouding their vision mm -hmm. of, um, of Jesus, Jesus in this moment, and Him wanting to be a part of their ordinary, uh, their ordinary lives, and so, uh, so I love the fact that He's there, He's wanting to be seen, mm -hmm. but it's up to us to be able to open our eyes to to recognize that He is He's right there with us. Yeah, we need to be looking for Him in our everyday. Yeah. Uh, but somebody does recognize him. Yes, John does. Yeah. John eventually is like, oh, he recognizes Jesus when Jesus says. Uh, performs a miracle yeah. and just causes the abundance of fish after they've been fishing all night and caught nothing. And John recognizes Jesus by his work, yeah. Yeah. which this makes me think of the study, the Bible study, like from oh, the nineties, Henry Black, the <laughs> phrase of, right, right. you know, look where God is already doing and join him. Yeah. I think that is a great principle that we see here too. Like John recognizes, Oh, that's Jesus's work. That's what Jesus does. That's yeah. who that is. Yeah. And that for us to have our eyes open to how God is at work, who God is at work in how he's opening up a conversation with a neighbor, with a coworker, with a family member, we can miss it like the disciples did, or we can recognize Jesus's work and join him in that yeah. as John does here. Yeah, th there's, a, there's a, a principle called the expectancy principle, and the expect expectancy principle is for you and I to wake up every day expecting God to do something, yeah. right? So so asking the question when you enter into a cor the course of a day or even on a weekend, what am I expecting God to do today? Now, the the principle goes is like this. If if I expect him to show up, he will. Um, and the the antithesis of that is if I don't expect him to show up, he will still show up, mm -hmm. but I just won't I just see it. I'll just miss it. Yeah, I'll just yes. miss it. And so so this whole idea, waking up every day, uh, am I expecting to see Jesus uh, in the course of my day? I don't I don't know if if the disciples who are here, Peter deciding to go fishing, he had great influence because everyone else says we're going fishing too. Yep. And I wonder if they woke up that day and say and woke up that day and said, I like we're expecting to see Jesus today. Hmm. I don't know if they were, um, and and that's that. There's no judgment there, right? Right. But but I think we can begin, you know, um, kind of setting our day with, like, okay, God, in my time alone with you, I am going to. I'm expecting you to show up in some way. Mm -hmm. Open my eyes so that I might see you at work, and then, of course, as you mentioned, and join you. In the work to encourage someone, to love someone, to forgive someone, to be generous to someone. So I think uh, opening our eyes to be able to see him working in our ordinary, everyday 
um, lives and events, I think is really, really key. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned this before, how John often uses very specific details. And in this story, John notes that it was 153 fish, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is, yeah, a, yeah. is a large yeah. number. And you had some insights into what that might mean and and yeah. how we can, what we can learn from that. So, so when, when, um, when John mentions the 153 fish, we're talking about, in this case, um, 153 different kinds of fish. And, and I think we are, Jesus or John is coming full circle when Jesus says, Hey, listen, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Oh, yeah. And so this 153 different kinds of fish it is almost a reinstitution of that plan. Like you've gone back fishing and you've caught nothing. You've gone back fishing and literally you've come up empty. I told you, if you follow me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you to catch fish. And so not only physical fish, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to empower you to catch different kinds of people, invite different kinds of people into the kingdom of God. Uh, invite different kinds of people um, into uh, my forever family. Mm -hmm. And in the book of Acts, we see this. Yeah. Like there are all kinds of people who experience the, um, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the gospel takes off and the gospel travels not only in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then ultimately the uttermost parts of the world. So there's 153 fish. Um, they are truly... A, a sign of um, Jesus' Jesus's invitation for his disciples to not just catch physical fish, but to look, uh, look ahead and to catch people yeah. and invite them into the kingdom. I love that because it's almost like a miracle within a miracle. Yeah, absolutely. Had, yeah. Which you, it's easy to miss. Like, yeah. It's not just that they had fished all night and caught nothing, and then Jesus provides an abundant harvest. Is that that's not the right <laughs> word? I don't know what the right catch, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But that diversity, yeah. It, yeah. You now you see why John mentions 153 because that was incredible, and what an incredible picture. That yep, all tribes, all tongues, all nations, all skin colors, all ages, all economic levels, all have a part yeah. in God's family. Well, I, and I think another insight that um, that I think is so germane and, and I believe is a pretty powerful one is they caught 153 fish and the nets the nets did not break. Mm. So when we talk about diversity of all the, the, the list that you just mentioned, that can be scary. Yeah. It can be scary, you know, uh, worshiping with different socioeconomic uh, backgrounds in the same room. You know, will we understand one another? Uh, different skin tones and colors. Will we understand each other? Will we get along? Especially in our world today, where there's such volatility, and and we're thinking, oh no, not in the there's same. There's no place. way I can get along with yeah, that crayfish. The nets will break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the that nets, crayfish yeah, and the exactly. goldfish. They're yeah, thinking, yeah, no yeah, way we can yeah, work together. Catfish and oh, like yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's some crazy looking fish out there. <laughs> <laughs> Bluegill, like like, and we're thinking the nets are going to break, and and the 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 church is going to split and. And yet the miracle here is not only the 153 mm. fish, but I think also the miracle is, is that um, the, the nets did not break. Jesus just said, catch fish and I'll make sure the nets won't break. And, um, and so I love the fact that John gave us this little, this little nugget, this little Easter egg, if you will, mm -hmm. um, right in the pages. 
and um, and it's it's a great assurance for me. I think it's a great assurance for our church as we grow in diversity. Yeah, we can be assured that yeah, Jesus says the nets are not going to break. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, then the scene changes to the shore. Yep. And they come on in with the fish. Jesus here is plain host. He's got a fire going. Great hospitality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody loves a campfire. <laughs> he's cooking. He's serving them. He's meeting their needs. They've been out all night. It's time for a great meal. So Jesus is a great example of biblical hospitality. I also think this detail is interesting. In verse 9 and 10, it says Jesus is already cooking fish, but he invites them to bring some too. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like God doesn't yeah. need us yeah. to do the work, he, Love it. but he invites us into it. Love it. And I think Jesus gives a picture of that. Like he's got it taken care of, but yeah. he wants the disciple. Yeah. You are a part of this too. Bring yeah. what you have. Um, makes me even think of the boy with the five loaves and two fish. Bring what you have and I will use it. Love it. Doesn't have to be amazing. Doesn't have to be picture perfect. Yeah. yeah. Bring what you have. And God uses that. Yeah, I, and again, for for those of you who are who um, those who are listening, you might think your contribution is paltry, and yet, uh, as you mentioned, Jesus gives an invitation, and so so bring it. Um, you know, whatever gift and talent you have, uh, don't hold on to it. If you if you're thinking like ah that that won't matter in yeah. in the grand scheme of things, believe me, it will. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Um, were there other things? Are we ready? What? Oh, I, yeah. I think one. I think yeah. one more thing, and and we we didn't. Uh, I think we can cover this now. Is that, you know, Peter has this. Uh, he's talking to Jesus, and then all of a sudden he says, "Well, what about John?" You know, and and Jesus tells Peter, "Listen, don't worry. Don't you worry about John. Don't play the comparison game, because if you play the comparison game, you're going to lose every time." And he tells Peter, don't worry about John, you follow me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, um, again, one of those words that can um, settle us every single time. It's like, no, Marvin, you follow me. Don't worry about Carolyn. I'm, Carolyn and I, we have a relationship. You follow me. And, uh, and I think we can get caught up in worrying about others and lose sight of our own journey with Jesus. And, um, and I think this is another word for us that Jesus gives Peter. Um, yeah, you focus on your journey with me and let me focus on the journey of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'm going to talk about the last verse of the whole book because <laughs> I love just picturing yeah. what John ends here with. He says, and there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if ev- every one of them were written down, I suppose not even the world itself could contain <laughs> the books that would be written. And I love that verse because I just picture one of those libraries with the ladders that, you know, roll around. Right, right, right. I've always wanted to have a library like that. I just think that'd be so awesome. But just to imagine a library that just floor to ceiling on and on and on. Books of just the amazing things that yeah. Jesus did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is super I love cool. It. To, I it's love it. super cool to picture. And I, I again, I love John, um, the way he um, said, I'm going to include the very things that you need yeah. to believe. And um, and yet there's so many. He, he, he chose from a large host of things he, uh, of things that Jesus did, but he chose the most important ones, at least that would help us believe. But I love the way he ends with this, um, this, this, this beautiful picture that yeah. Jesus did 
so many more things that, um, yeah, we just, we don't have time and space to actually put them down. Yeah. Yeah. So what can we believe about God, ourselves, and others from this passage? Yeah, I, I think what we can believe about God, at least from my, my vantage point, is that um, that uh, Jesus is the one who causes the nets not to break. When we are when we are fishing for people, all kinds of people, different backgrounds, individuals who are rich, who are poor, men, women, students, and children, people who like different kinds of music, people uh, different colors, and they are all invited into the kingdom of God and can be in the same place, mm-hmm. and the nets don't break. And, um, and I believe that he did a miracle then, and I think Jesus can still do a miracle of the same proportion or portion today. Yeah. yeah, I love that. It's a beautiful image. I also love just that idea that he invites us to be a part of the work that he's doing. Yeah. He meets us where we are in our every ordinary lives. We need to be looking for him. Yeah. We need to recognize yeah. him. And that's my own challenge just to daily be expectant, as you described, for what God is doing and how can, how I can enjoy enjoy and join him yeah. Yeah. in that. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't taken the time to rate and review the podcast, that would be super great if you did. That helps other people find it, gives us better exposure on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms. And thank you for taking the time to do that.